Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic, and welcome to episode 379 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where we have a little bit of uh, breaking news as of 2.20 p.m. Not only do we have an article from 2.20 p.m. to look over, but also there is a video out showing that Hugh Jackman is indeed returning to play Wolverine in Deadpool 3. And uh, let's just say, I've got some mixed thoughts. I've got some, I got some mixed thoughts about it myself. As much as I love Hugh Jackman and I, and I love him especially as Wolverine, um, this is going to be Deadpool in the MCU. This is going to be MCU-level Deadpool. This is going to be Disney-run Marvel, Kevin Feige-run Marvel, trying to do a Deadpool movie. So let's just say I do still have some doubts and I do still have my share of skepticism when it comes to the project because I love Wolverine, I love Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, I love Ryan Reynolds, and I love his iteration of Deadpool, but I don't trust Disney. I just do not trust them with any property anymore at this point, especially if it is within the MCU. And I know that there's a lot of people out there, they want to get their hopes up, they want to be excited for things, and I get that, trust me. There are things that I think are worth getting excited over. Shows like, for instance, Reacher. Uh, shows like Jack Ryan. And uh, shows like Cobra Kai, which have consistently shown themselves, or at least initially shown themselves, to be good and to continue to grow and to continue to do everything that it needed to do. When it comes to the MCU, though, we have not seen that same track record. So it's not that I'm trying to put anyone down. It's that I'm trying to keep it real. I'm trying to be realistic with this. On paper, this should be an amazing movie. On paper, this should be a, a massive billion-dollar-plus film. The return of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Uh, Ryan Reynolds back as Deadpool. Uh, who knows how many other actors and how many other characters they're going to get in the process. What it all comes down to is how much control does Ryan Reynolds have over his character? It seems, based off of this early trailer, he seems to still have the same level of control. But is that perceived control, or is that the actual case? And that's a major factor. Because, again... I want to be excited for it, but I have been let down one too many times by too many Disney-run properties, and so I'm just going to keep it real and say that I do have some concerns. But we'll talk about that. We also will talk about why why She-Hulk just completely sucks, and that's, again, if you want to know why I have some, cons some concerns about Deadpool 3, uh, let me give you and, and raise you a She-Hulk. The fact that that show even exists, the fact that that show was ever even thought of in the first place, and that it is being released still, it is an atrocity. I cannot underestimate or overestimate just how bad She-Hulk truly is. The last couple of episodes especially, nothing has happened except for stupid crap. Like, oh, She-Hulk goes to a wedding. She-Hulk gets drunk. Dumbest stuff. But that is the current era of Disney. That is the current era of the Disney MCU. And so, it is that MCU that is going to raise some concerns for me when it comes to any and all of their future projects, including the ones that I have some excitement for. Including 
this new release and new uh, topic of Deadpool 3 with Hugh Jackman's return. That is going to be, I think, a, a major factor is what do they do with that character? Anyway, we'll talk about that, and we will, of course, continue to talk about how the propaganda war seems to be winning for the Woman King, as the Woman King had a pretty strong domestic hold from its first weekend opening, and as I mentioned in the box office breakdown just the other day, the film has yet to release in several countries and has about a month's worth of releases to be able to make up any perceived uh, weakness at the box office. It hasn't shown anything as far as weakness is concerned based off of just the week one to week two numbers and those comparisons. However, because of that, it seems that that propaganda war that has been waging, uh, trying to twist the history and trying to condemn those who are calling out the, the false perception of history, the lack of history that the movie is presenting, and why it's so dangerous, especially in the way that they are handling it and the way that they are presenting it, Unfortunately, that seems to be losing out, at least to some degree, by the fact that it's made money. And uh, originally, we were going to talk Rings of Power, since I was not able to talk about them on Friday, as once again, there was a full panel on FNT, and by the time the panel got open, I was already having a, a nice night with the wife. We were watching some Cobra Kai, because this is her first time watching through it, and man, that has been so much freaking fun. So before going any further, though, please make sure you smash that like button, lap that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey, and smash the rumble button if you're watching over there. We are on all of the platforms tonight, everybody. Shout out to King Kane Rumshki, who is hanging out over on Rumble, saying, You aren't pumped to hear Wolverine and Deadpool talk about their feelings? Exactly. Yeah, I, I again, I have, I have doubts. And I think that those doubts are, are pretty well-founded. As I said, case in point... She-Hulk. I rest my case, Your Honor. Anyway, over on Odyssey, we have Wee, that's his name, saying party, 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 what's going on? And Daniel Thorne hanging out over on DLive, what's going on? All right, let's say hello to the people in the YouTube chat. We got Kimberly G. Hail to you, Kimberly G. Thank you very much for hanging out. We got Brian Barth in here as well. Hail to you. We've got Sonora Poopas Cuber saying, hello, humans and other quimba, another quitters. What's going on? Orange Hair Reviews. Uh, what's up, good sir? He says, I know it's not in the title, but I'm curious to your thoughts about the more than likely criminal charges being brought against Alec Baldwin. I haven't been following that case, to be perfectly honest. All I know is that if he is at fault, and right now there's evidence suggesting that he is at fault to some degree, then if he is, I hope that the book is thrown at him because I don't think any celebrity deserves to be treated any differently than any other person who may have done something similar. So, yeah. Basically, it's, hey, if he did something wrong, I hope he pays for it. If he didn't do anything wrong, then, again, presumption of innocence. Uh, again, we, we got to hold that standard for everybody if we want it to be held for, for us. Uh, we got Tina B in the chat. Hail to you, Tina B. Thank you for hanging out. Appreciate you being here. Yes, indeed. Put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin, if you are trying to get my attention, no matter what platform you are watching on. Uh, appreciate it. it helps me stay organized as I am all over the place as far as platforms are concerned but thank you again for being here Empress of the Universe Tina B one of my Valkyrie and it's a reminder that Tuesday is, is typically Steph's night off so hail to Steph should see her on Saturday Fedigator what's going on Fedigator welcome back Gmonkey76 is in the chat Mr. Roy in the chat hail to you we have Laura also in the chat the modern major general of the channel Saying she only got uh, two hours of sleep last night. What kept you up? I'm sorry to hear that. Forever Sci-Fi says, hail to all. Hail to you, Forever Sci-Fi. Thank you for being in the chat. Alex McCarthy, who's a member, says, howdy. Ooh. 
Odin, how's it going? How's Thor? Watched Bullet Train last night. It was pretty good. Yeah, as I said, to me, it's it's one of the best films to come out this year. It's darn entertaining. Everything about Thomas the Train is is fantastic. And, and I'll leave it at that. If you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should go ahead and watch and go see that movie. Matt317, hail to you, good sir. Thank you for hanging out in the chat. We also got Father Luca. Hail to you, Father Luca. Thank you for hanging out today. Hope your travels were going well. Hope your travels went well. Orange Hat says, he has sunburn on his head. I do not have sunburn on my head. It is a red day here in Asgard because it is the feast of Saints Cosmos and Damien. Uh, both are martyrs, and so therefore, the red background. I'm liturgically themed. Following the 1962 calendar, Super Anime Gamer, hey what is up, my dude? What's going on? Jonathan, I'm not trying to crush your hopes, dude. I'm just trying to stay real. I'm just trying to keep it realistic. Because as I mentioned, I think that the news is pretty great. I think that Ryan Reynolds is someone who I trust. I do not trust Disney. I do not trust Kevin Feige. I do not trust the Disney machine with the Deadpool property. Because what have they done for us lately? What's the last truly good MCU product? Either show or movie. The last one that I can remember is Infinity War. Because people need to remember that we really can't count Spider-Man No Way Home for those that did enjoy that movie because ultimately that was mostly a Sony production. 75% of the budget was from Sony. 75% of the profits went back to Sony. Yes, you have Kevin Feige as a producer, but guess what? You also had Amy Pascal, who represented Sony, as a producer as well. So to try and say, oh, that's evidence, it's like, nope. They were working with Sony on that one, and ultimately it was the Sony-era Spider-Men that were the main reason as to why that film was as successful as it was and why so many people enjoyed that film was because it was nostalgia and it was nostalgia done right. Whereas when you have Disney by itself trying to do nostalgia with a multiverse, right, you can do a lot of things with it. What do we get? We get Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness, which was a complete crap show. So for anyone that might try to say that, we have to go back to 2017, really, to find the last truly great MCU Marvel product. So, again, I have reason. I have reason to be concerned about this. Hugh Jackman, that's a great name. A lot of buzz around it, a lot of positivity around that. I think that's great. Ryan Reynolds, I think the dude is hilarious. Deadpool, fun character. But MCU Deadpool, we have yet to see what that looks like. We have yet to see what that will end up. Snorpeepus Cuber says, I'm seeing red. Absolutely. Kimberly G says, I'm trying to have hope for Deadpool 3. Rats if Kevin Feige touches it. That's just the thing, though. It is going to be an MCU movie. So, unless something has changed, he is the executive producer on all things MCU. So, this is no longer a Fox property. This is not a Fox and Disney collaboration. This is a Disney-owned product now. And so, Deadpool 3 is going to be a complete Disney MCU production. Yeah, they might try to throw the 20th Century Studios logo on it to try to give you some nostalgia. But ultimately, it's a Disney product. And so Kevin Feige is going to have a lot of involvement with it unless something changes. And that's why it ultimately, for me, comes down to how involved is Ryan Reynolds going to be in the actual product and in the actual project. 
So before we get any further into those uh, comments on YouTube, please keep those coming. We'll go ahead and go into the actual news story now. So that way we can uh, talk about this in, in a much more uh, proper fashion. Let me see if I can uh, zoom out of this a little bit so that way it's a little bit easier for people to see. All right, as you can see, Hugh Jackman, big news of the day, right? Hugh Jackman is returning as Wolverine in Deadpool 3, Marvel pick book's release date. Ryan Reynolds just announced on social media that Hugh Jackman will reprise his role as Wolverine in Disney Marvel's, that's the key, Disney Marvel's Deadpool 3. And that pick is coming out September 6, 2024. That's the post-Labor Day weekend slot where Warner Brothers historically has launched a horror movie. Disney already had the release date on hold, as does New Line for a horror pick. That was already an interesting decision. To not use Labor Day weekend. Now, I'm sure it's something to do with their scheduling and and they think they have a plan, but I don't know. Personally, I think that might be a missed opportunity. It says, hey everyone, we're extremely sad, this was from the video, to have missed D23, but we've been working very hard in the next Deadpool movie for a good while now, Ryan Reynolds says. I've had to really search my soul on this one. His first appearance in the MCU obviously needs to feel special. We need to stay true to the character and find new depth, motivation, meaning. Every Deadpool needs to stand out and stand apart. It's been an incredible challenge that has forced me to reach deep down and I have nothing. Yeah, completely empty up there and terrifying, but we did have one idea. Hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine one more time? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds asks as Jack Ben walks by in the background of the frame, noshing an apple or something. Yeah, sure, Ryan. He replies, heading upstairs. So, again... I, I do think that that release and, and that way of showing it and, and that way of announcing it's pretty fun. It says, 2016-2018 Deadpool movies combined were a huge success box office-wise for the Marvel and the R-rated space, together grossing $1.56 billion. Both Deadpool films and the Jackman-led 2017 X-Men spinoff Logan debuted on Disney Plus in July. And, of course, Disney Plus has since added it uh, a section to their overall um, content to allow for the R-rated content to exist. It says Ryan Reynolds first appeared as Wade Wilson in the 2009 Fox Marvel movie X-Men Origins Wolverine, of course, which starred Hugh Jackman. So that, to me, will be interesting because you'll be able to have a lot of fun with that potentially. But right now, no indication about whether or not the film will be rated R or not. We can assume that it will be. We can assume that it will be with Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds involved. But there's no guarantee of it. Disney very well could try to play the game of, well, we want to make as much money as we can, and rated R movies don't make as much money, which, as we all know, is just a complete and utter uh, lie, because if it's a good movie, it will make money. Because if you release a bad PT-13 watered-down version of a movie, hey, guess what? It might be accessible to more people, doesn't mean that you're going to have more people actually watching it. But it was that mention of Disney Marvel. Disney Marvel's Deadpool 3. So at least nothing from that article talking about what type of involvement we are going to see from Ryan Reynolds. We can assume that it's going to be very heavy. And I think the video is is meant to make us think that. And I hope that is the case. But also, anyone else kind of feel like this stinks of desperation a little bit too? I mean, honestly, think about the current state of the MCU. Think about... All of the Disney Plus shows, all of the recent MCU movies, you know, even if you were to look to Doctor Strange 2 and say, hey, it made over $950 million worldwide, that's a pretty big hit. When you compare that to how much money it made, around $450 million opening weekend worldwide, 
The movie actually should have made a lot more money than it ended up making. So you, you then compare that to what happened with Thor Ragnarok, rather Thor Love and Thunder, which did make its money back, but only just so, and is still one of the lowest grossing as far as net profit movies are concerned in the history of the MCU in comparison to its massive $250 million budget, I think that you have to have some concerns about what they're going to do with this film. Also, 2024 is quite a ways away. So, what's going to happen between now and 2024 when this film gets released? We already see that the MCU is in full swing. We've seen that with terrible atrocities like She-Hulk. Again, She-Hulk is just downright atrocious. The only reason why I'm even still watching it is because it's something that we typically talk about on Friday Night Tights. However, I've not had the chance to talk about it recently, unfortunately. So I feel like I've been watching it for no reason other than to talk about it on, on this show, which I know most people who watch this care nothing for, for She-Hulk. But I can tell you that it is downright trash. It is actually, in my opinion, worse than Miss Marvel. And I thought Miss Marvel was the bottom of the barrel. Nope. She-Hulk was like, hey, hold hold my glass of Chardonnay. I, I actually, let's be honest here. Hold my glass of boxed wine, said She-Hulk. Because it's just that atrocious. So you look to that, you look to that, that clearly are pushing this MCU narrative. You even go back to Doctor Strange. Who was the main character of the film? It wasn't Doctor Strange. It was America Chavez. Go back to uh, a show that we knew exactly what was going to happen in Hawkeye. It wasn't the Hawkeye show, it was the Kate Bishop show. We've already seen the direction that they are clearly pushing the MCU. And so, looking at this film coming out in 2024... There's two ways of thinking about it. Either one, it means that the entire MCU is going to be in full swing at that point, which means, hey, how does that impact Deadpool 3? Gives you concerns right there. Or two, because it's 2024 and it's still a couple of years away, maybe, just maybe, just maybe, it could be enough. It could be enough time for Disney to see that what they're doing isn't working, that they're not making money, that they're not making as much money as they could, and they begin to change. Now, I've got my dudes about that. I've got a lot of dudes about Disney changing at all. But, I do still think it's a mixed bag here. Because the other factor is, as much as I love Wolverine coming back, and I love Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine... There was a sense of completion with the film Logan. This now definitely changes the dynamic of that movie because one of the reasons why that film is, is so powerful, at least for me, was the fact that it was supposed to be his last iteration of, of the character. And so now that he's coming back, it's like, okay, so clearly they threw a lot of money his way to say, all right, we, we need you here because... We're out of ideas and and we want to make sure that this film makes money and, and, and you are someone who can guarantee these things. But remember, you had Patrick Stewart in, in, in Doctor Strange 2. You, you had John Krasinski in Doctor Strange 2 playing Mr. Fantastic. You had a lot of elements that ended up being some of the worst elements of that film. Because ultimately, it came to them only being there to be cannon fodder for the strong whammon characters. So, 
that is the MCU as it currently stands, and so hopefully one understands why there's reason, I think, to be concerned. Let's see. King Kane Rumsky says, would Superman's powers work in your room? Probably not, if I, if I had to guess. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but thank you for hanging out over there on Rumble. Alice McCarthy says, uh, Odin's red background because of Deadpool 3. Made the two vids on this at RK Speeds. John Krasinski is in it too. So yeah, well, having John Krasinski in it, uh, again, that was not a part of at least this uh, news release. So that is uh, interesting to say the very least. Let me see if I can find something about that. Because as you know, sometimes you have releases where the news is verified. Other times you have it where it is not. Let us see here. Deadpool has revealed that the actor will return as Wolverine. In Deadpool 1, Wade Wilson is disarmedly discharged. Mysterious recruiter. Okay, just talks about that. Deadpool 3 logo teases the return of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Ryan Reynolds confirms Hugh Jackman's return. So apparently there was some uh, (laughs) trollery going on in it. Let's see what IMDb says here as far as the cast goes. So, yeah, I don't know where you got that information from, dude, because uh, at least according to IMDb, right now it's Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, and Leslie Uggams. Are, are the only cast that's, that's been confirmed. So I'm not saying that he isn't going to be in it, but I don't know where your source is on that. Laura says, musical number in Deadpool 3. Uh, it would pretty, uh, I think that would be pretty appropriate. He is the music man right now on Broadway, after all. And uh, Lu- Father Luca, th- that's exactly where I stand on it too, right? Again, this is exciting, but also it's, okay... It changes the dynamic of Logan. It makes Logan not nearly as powerful as a movie because it's not. It's no longer his last. It's getting to the point where it's like when wrestlers, they, they retire, and then they come back, and it's like you're excited, but then it makes the last match that they were supposed to have had not nearly as special. And so you hope that this movie is not going to be something that leaves a sour taste in the people's mouths, right? Because Logan, I thought, was a great end to that character, to that iteration of that character. But now we're going to have a brand new, uh, now we're going to have it once again, right? Now we're going to have it once again. So I, I think that there is, uh, there is reason to, to be concerned here. There is definitely reason to be concerned. Let's see. Back into the YouTube chat. Bruce, hail to you. Thank you for being here. Again, I do fall about 30 minutes behind in the chat. Typically, it's 7.04 in the chat, 7.22 in real life. So, about 20 minutes behind in the chat. But, uh, Bruce, thank you for being here. Here in the Steadfast, thank you for being here. Keely Chow, time to say, I agree with everything you said about She-Hulk. It's nothing more than what pineapple and pizza would be if it was a show. That is a great, excellent, uh, <laughs> that is an excellent point. Kudos to you, Keely, for making that comparison. Totally agree. Kimberly G says, She-Hulk is a war crime or a tax write-off? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Disney Plus subscription at the very least. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely so. Uh, Nick Napoli, what's going on? Welcome back. Father Lucas says, Woman King, you mean queen? Yes. 
And yet, you know what's so funny about that, Father Luca, is that the name of the movie isn't even the worst part. The name of the movie is not even the worst part of that entire process. Lady Fossilot, what is going on? Welcome. Thank you for being in the chat. Alex Moore is also in the chat as well. Rosie G., Hail to you. Thanks for being back. Miss Minnesota Hockey fan, how about a hockey play? What's going on? Father Lucas says, I am successfully avoiding rings of power. Good on you. Good on you, Father. It is the most boring show. It's a very easy show to sum up. It is just downright boring. <laughs> Nothing really has happened. It's amazing how the end of the last episode, the most exciting thing that happens is that the sails of a ship open. You have this giant musical score buildup, and what happens? Ah, the sails of the ship open, and now they're on the sea, and and then it cuts to black. It's like, wait, what? We were finally getting some action, I guess? No, we're not? Okay, never mind. No, okay, maybe we shouldn't go back to the Harfoots, but no no, no more Harfoots? Okay. It's, It's just bad. It's just awful. Ask McCarthy to say, and you know when there is a show like She-Hulk that makes even Alex McCarthy dread watching, then you know the show can't be saved. An Odin quote. Oh, absolutely. If Alex McCarthy, who is the king of bad takes when it comes to liking really bad movies, if even he can recognize the terrible nature of a show like She-Hulk, everyone should be able to. Soul Assassin. No, I'm not developing photos. Again, it is red for the liturgical feast. I've said this before. The colors in my background are always lined up with the colors of the liturgical season. Today is the feast of two martyrs of the church, and so therefore, color for martyrs is red. You're welcome. All right, chat has jumped on me like it always does, so if you had a comment, I will be getting to it as soon as I can. Right now, it's still 7.06 in the chat where I am, though it is much later in real life. Forever Sci-Fi was a member says, I was pumped to see that there was a Steelbook version of A Silent Voice. I was cautiously intrigued by the Deadpool 3 announcement, It's Still Disney. Yeah, I don't know much about uh, A Silent Voice. I actually just got this one in today. Um, they re-released, uh, they, they did the limited time re-release of older Steelbooks. And so they did a re-release of the Steelbook for Gattaca, which I had not been able, I was not able to pick up in its initial release. So I'm very happy to have gotten that one. So there's an extra copy that I will be uh, featuring in a giveaway for the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above on Patreon and Subscribestar. Um, there's a channel on uh, on my uh, Discord specifically for the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above if you are on Patreon and Subscribestar only. And that will be a prize up for grabs soon. I've got some other films that I was able to pre-order as well, hopefully coming in the next couple of weeks. Joey Horn, who is a member, hail to you. Master of Gaming, trying to say, She-Hulk in the comics and the animated shows is a great character, as is. Kevin Feige doesn't need to reinvent her for a modern audience. Yeah, that's what people keep telling me. And yet, because my first introduction to this character has been this show, it, it, it's just destroying any desire that I could have possibly have had to learn anything more about the actual character from the comics. That is just how bad the show is. Because I did hear that beforehand. I heard from people who who had read the comics and who had been following it that, yeah, you know what? It's actually not a terrible character. But this is the problem when you have the Kevin Feige run Disney MCU getting its grips on anything. 
And this is why anyone who cares about the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool or about Hugh Jackman's return as Wolverine should be concerned. Because this is going to be Disney's MCU. This is going to be under Kevin Feige. Yes, you have Sean uh, Levy coming back as a director here. And uh, he's, he's got some interesting titles to his name. All right, as, as director, he directed 10 episodes of Stranger Things. He also directed The Adam Project, which was interesting. Free Guy, which was actually much better than one would think it to be. He then randomly also did A Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. This is where I leave you Real Steel, which is actually much better than what one would expect. He then also did a Cheaper by the Dozen remake. <laughs> so he's he's definitely had, uh, you know, he's had things all over the place as a director specifically. But uh, he is a part of this project and obviously he... Is not he's not someone that I would be concerned with specifically. He's not someone that I would have a lot of concerns about. Now, as far as the producers are concerned, yeah, you know, I've I've definitely got some some concerns there. Also, some of the writers, as far as people who are attached to it, you have someone who's mostly known for Bob's Burgers and the M- Megan Mullally show is attached as a writer. You have two writers from the Bob's Burgers universe attached to write. Now, I'm I'm not someone that writes or, or, or watches Bob's Burgers, but um, okay. So two female writers are attached to it currently. Uh, Wendy Molnew and Lizzie Molnew Logolin. Again, the biggest thing that I know of from them would be Bob's Burgers, but I don't even watch that. So for some people, that might be a good thing. For other people, it might not be a good thing. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is listed as a co-writer, and that's a good thing uh, to see there. Uh, right now, you have Simon Kinberg released, uh, announced as a producer. So Kevin Feige is not currently announced as an ex- executive producer via IMDb. But obviously, since it's an MCU film, he is going to be involved. Dark Shadow Logan, what's going on? Welcome back. Glad to see you here. Jacques Lesuave over on Odyssey. Gotta say, are actual feasts involved in celebrating religious feasts, or are there different meanings to the word in the context? There are different meanings to the word in the context, right? A feast day simply means it's it's a day in which we commemorate and celebrate uh, the life and witness and sacrifice of uh, various members of the church's history. Uh, typically, though, there there are feasts that are attached to to some of the feast days in the church, and depending on where you live, there are some countries where uh, sometimes the feast can actually be for quite a while. Uh, back in the day when they used to have a lot more octaves, meaning like eight days worth of of celebrating a singular feast, you actually had periods of uh, celebration lasting that long, depending on where you are in the world. So yeah, there is a connection to be made there. Nick Navley says, what do you think about the train wreck that is Rom Zombies uh, Monsters? I saw the trailer for it, kind of. I saw just a little bit of the trailer and I, I couldn't. I was like, nope, no thank you. Chris from the 80s, what's going on? Welcome back. Thank you for being here. Victor Fontaine, what is going on? Welcome back as well. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, hail to you. Input Lane hail peeps. Today's a good day. It's always a good day. Super says, I was impressed with the most recent Rings of Power. Something actually happened. Sad the cost was major retcons. Also, the show does not deserve Duran's acting. Uh, I would not say I was impressed with it. There's, there's really not a whole lot to be impressed with. It is just a giant bore. 
And as I said, the only thing that really happens is the end when the sails of the ship open. And you're like, okay, we're going somewhere, and then it stops. It's it's just stupid. Forever Sci-Fi, Red Day, uh, let's see, a Red Day, Ere the Sun rides, Rises. Uh, red day, ere the sun rises. Ride now! Keely Chow, yes, absolutely. Uh, we like to say Duck Fizney on this channel. It's much more appropriate as such. Thank you again for joining. Again, please make sure you smash the like button, light the fire button, Aussie, and smash that rumble button as well. Uh, over on Rumble, King Kane Rumshki hanging out over there, holding down the fort, says, Do you think Wolverine will come back from the dead, or will he be in Deadpool's head? Uh, so here's the thing. We know that Logan is set in the future. I would not be surprised if Deadpool 3 is set prior to the events of Logan. That would be my guess. Because then they can have a not-as-old version of Wolverine, right? Not having the old man Logan. And you could then, I think, do a lot more as far as the banter and the back and forth with him and Ryan Reynolds. They theoretically could do something with him being in his head, but so far the Deadpool movies haven't done a lot with the voices within uh, within the character's head. They haven't really done as much with it in the movies. And I can see why, you know, I don't think it'll I don't think it would translate nearly as as well as it would in a comic, for instance. But it really hasn't been something that they've played around too much with as far as what you would typically see in the comics from what I've been told. So that's why I don't think that they would necessarily go in that direction because that would have to basically leave behind a lot of the the precedent that they had been setting. And if they're going to be this early on talking about it, it's going to have to be a big role, right? It's going to have to be a co-leading role, you know? So I think that there's a good chance of it being uh, prior to, time-wise, prior to the Logan era uh, Wolverine, or it could also be a multiverse version of Wolverine, because now, of course, the multiverse is a thing within the MCU, and I just, I don't have any trust in anything the MCU is doing, and that's why I've got my doubts about this show. I've got a lot of doubts and a lot of concerns, to say, uh, to say the very least. See, G-Man, what's going on there? Forever Sci-Fi says, he says he has no ideas, but we had an idea. A bit of truth from Ryan Reynolds? Maybe. Maybe. That's the big question, though, is how much power does Ryan Reynolds really have? He He's listed as a writer, but it doesn't come out until 2024, so how much actual input he gets, whether he is going to sign on as a producer slash executive producer, how much control he's going to have, how much Kevin Feige is going to have control. All of these are things that could have a major impact on the final product. Master Gaming says, I saw Logan and it's my favorite Marvel movie. Spider-Verse is my second favorite. Yeah, I mean, Logan's a very powerful movie. It's a very different feeling movie and it's one of the reasons why I enjoy it so much. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of, of the Marvel era. Um, and then the Spider-Verse movie, again, the, for the Spider-Verse, it's, it is a Marvel film. I wouldn't say, I don't know I don't think it's considered to be MCU specific yet, though I'm sure they're going to lead to that with the uh, multiverse coming into to play within the MCU. Also, of course, there's always the difficulty because you have the 
because you have the issues that pop up with animation versus live action, etc. But I actually wasn't a, I wasn't as big of a fan of Spider-Verse. And it wasn't because of the content. I, I thought the, the story actually wasn't bad. The animation drove me nuts, though. Uh, the, the animation was just atrocious. The, the, the way that they presented the animation, the movement, it just... I, I know what they were trying to do. It, it just it did not work. It, it, was, it was headache-inducing. Let's see. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan says, I only saw Deadpool 2 once. It was okay. Not as good as the first one. I agree. Yeah. The first Deadpool was, was great. A lot of fun. Deadpool 2, not nearly as good. Still entertaining. Still a heck of a lot better of most of what we see in the modern-day MCU. But... Again, that was also during the 20th Century Fox era. I, I don't know if we're going to see something similar here. Jeremy Zakowski, I don't know if you listened to the entirety of my comic. Or rather, I don't know if you listened to the entirety of my comment. But I, I said just that. Not about Joker, but about how rated R movies can still do well. You had to listen to the whole comment I made there about they think... PG-13, more access to money, but, and then I continue my thought after that, so Jeremy Sikowski, wait until you leave comments like that. You're talking to the box office man. You're talking to the dude that was covering Joker as it was making a billion dollars as a rated R movie. Who do, you, who do you think you're talking to here? Anyway, Rosie G12 says, I'm bored with superhero movies. Get a new idea already. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. We, 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 we are looking right now and seeing, hey, Maybe it is them admitting in a certain way. Maybe Ryan Reynolds is coming out directly to say, yeah, we are clearly out of ideas. We are clearly, um, you know, digging for as much attention and positive goodwill from the fan base that we can. So, yeah, let's pull uh, Hugh Jackman out of retirement to play a character that people love. But as I said, going back to the wrestling reference, they better guarantee that that is a great performance because if this movie is just a typical Kevin Feige MCU fair toned down tone death version of Deadpool, a, a a a skeleton, a shadow of its former self. And if that is what we're left with, as far as what we get with the seemingly, I guess the the now the last version of Wolverine from Hugh Jackman, is this now the last film he'll he'll do? I I think it causes more more issues than anything else. But yeah, I absolutely agree, Rosie G. Michael Hill, as a member, says, As the orange man had said, everything liberal touch turned to crap, so shall it be with Disney and Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, there is reason to have some hope. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a, a complete Debbie Downer because I'm just, I'm realistic. You know, I'm the critic who is a cynic. I'm cynical because I have to be, especially when we deal with the MCU and especially when we deal with Disney. But, uh... But yeah, I, I think that the only reason to have any hope is Ryan Reynolds' involvement because he typically has much more pull when he's involved in projects. But it's not always a guarantee. Forever Sci-Fi says, She-Hulk is so bad that some people did not notice the bride was trans. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Wow. <laughs> Is that true for ever sci-fi? Because I can't say I'm all that surprised by it, but oh man. Uh, Abomination over on Odyssey says, just got, uh, let's see, got back home in time for, oh, 
Odin in the Red Room, which reminds me of the one story of the shadow in the Red Room, except my poor vision. It looks like a floating head and mic stand with some shadowy stuff in the background. Oh, and the rosary. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> See, Jacques Lesuave says, place your bets. Comic book accurate Wolverine, says Jacques. Uh, comic accurate Wolverine costume or more edgy black by gear. Um, Jacques, I wouldn't be surprised if if it is actually much more in control by Ryan Reynolds and by Hugh Jackman. I would actually say both. I could totally see him uh, coming out in the comic accurate costume, them making some joke about it, and then him coming out in in something more more grounded. Then again. Wouldn't that be a way and a version of of crapping on the source material? I maybe Could, couldn't couldn't say. Or rather, I I couldn't I would not be surprised in either in either case because it's either they're going to be crapping on the MCU in in one way or another. You know, yeah. King Kane Rumble over uh, King Kane uh, Rumsky over on Rumble says like the Ric Flair last match exactly. He had a great last match and then he had. Like, what, 5,000 more last matches? And none of them were able to ever match up. So, Kimberly G says, I guess Black Adam may not do well. Not sure why I haven't seen a video yet. Just thumbnails, superhero fatigue. I did do a video earlier this morning, actually, on Black Adam uh, about the box office prospects. Basically, at this moment, it is projected to do marginally better than Shazam. So it's projected to make, what, 65, 75 million opening weekend. The first Shazam movie made about 56 opening weekend, even when you adjust for inflation. So these are the early numbers here. And if those numbers hold, unless we see a massive international release, which we could see because The Rock is definitely a major international star, it, it does maybe leave some concern. We also don't know the budget for the movie yet. So the first Shazam costs under 100 million. This movie is probably going to cost well north of 150 if I had to guess. So, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to say the least. Jared Thorne, what's going on? Welcome back. I appreciate it. What's a doot? It's a funny way of saying doubt. It's the Canadian way as I say. Joey Horan says Odin's got duts. I got my doots. Got my doots. Master of Gaming says, at this point, Lady Deadpool in X-23 might be stronger than their main characters. If you saw Loki, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Wait until that happens, because, yeah, if they end up doing a multiverse version of Wolverine, what's to stop them from bringing in a Lady Deadpool and totally botching it? <laughs> Brightburn says, speaking of mixed bags, I heard Coming to America 2 was a mixed bag, all father. Yeah, I never watched it. Um, I actually had never even seen the first one. But yeah, that's what I heard. I heard it wasn't all that good, to be honest. Father Lucas says, Wolverine is back, but there is Logan. MCUB like, may I present you the multiverse and time traveling? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, and that's why, as I said, I think that Logan is set in the future and so I wouldn't be surprised if Deadpool 3 is occurring before those events and or they do a multiverse version of, of Wolverine. But again, if they do the multiverse version of Wolverine, that could end up causing a lot of, a lot of problems, a lot of issues, uh, because they could try to 
you know, create some type of woke narrative with it, which just would not surprise me at all at this point. I mean, seriously, what what has Disney's Marvel given us recently to give us any hope and any trust in what they have going forward? John Drat, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. G-Man, I hope we get to see the Eternals in Deadpool 3. Alex McCarthy says, my John Krasinski short on this news just because just became my highest view video. John Krasinski tweeted it. I'm off Twitter. I'm off social media, bro. So <laughs> interesting that they are uh, only putting it there and that the news sites aren't picking that up. Interesting. Says it's their movie. Okay. Well, again, I guess if the, if, if the, if the direct quote was it's their movie, what does that really mean, I guess, is, is the big question, too. Brightburn says it figures that they would bring Logan for Deadpool 3 because they brought Charles Xavier back for Doctor Strange 2. Exactly. And we all saw how that happened. Gus then says, what if they just use a different universe time travel Logan? Yeah. Let's talk about the last time that they used time travel or the multiverse. Didn't go very well. Did you watch Multiverse of Madness? I wouldn't recommend it. Did you watch Endgame and how they tried to do tried to do time travel? For those with short memories, don't forget, the directors and the writers of Endgame did not publicly agree on how time travel worked in their movie. You want to know how I know time travel is broken? Not only because I saw the movie, and the, and the movie is self-contradictory several times over, but it's also the fact that the people running the project at both the director and writing level couldn't even agree. So yeah, let's let's bring in some of the worst elements of, of the modern day MCU into it. Jared Thorne came from a tweet from John Krasinski. Not sure if it means he's in it though. Exactly. If it's just a tweet, and again, I don't have access to Twitter. I'm off social media, and man oh man, I am so thankful to be off of it. Because I, 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 now being away from it, it just really every day reminds me just how toxic that garbage heap of a platform truly is. Glad to be off of it. And glad that most people are, are respecting my decision to do that. If only all could. If only all could. Fear of FEMA. Give me pineapple, pizza, or give me death. No, fear of FEMA. That's disgusting. How dare you? How dare you? Hannibal Graham, Fossey, Fossey, Fossey. Absolutely. By the way, I do see all Super Chats. I'm just waiting for them to come up in the live chat so that I can highlight them and give them the love that they deserve. But actually, you know what? I think because of the way that this system's set up, I should be able to do that without a problem. I love when things are working the way they should. All right, Rosie D12, thank you very much for the $20 Super Chat saying, please pray for those in Hurricane Ian's path. I've got a niece in Tampa, and I'm praying for all. I've got family down there as well, so absolutely, uh, everyone, please, if you could keep uh, Florida and the Gulf Coast in your prayers. Um, and, and, and you know, for me, pray for wind shear to, to weaken the storm as much as possible to allow people time to be able to, uh, you know, safely hold up or get to a safe location and uh, to get out. I have family in uh, Pensacola, and so I know that they um, were already in the process of, of making sure that they were getting out just in case it made a turn towards the north. But yeah, absolutely, uh, prayers out to anyone in the path of, of this hurricane. As someone who lived in New Orleans for most of my life, I just know the devastation of, uh, I know the devastation of, of hurricanes. 
So thank you very much, Rosie, for that. And then G-Man, thank you for the $5. Super chat says, agreed on the Spider-Verse animation. I kept looking around the theater thinking I was supposed to have 3D glasses on. It drove me nuts. Exactly, G-Man. Thank you. Yes. See, because the actual character design wasn't bad. It was the animation. It was the actual movement that was just just not good. Again, headache-inducing, G-Man. And I agree. I think that's the best way to look at it. It was like you were watching a film without 3D glasses, and it felt like you needed the 3D glasses. So, absolutely. So, thank you all for those super chats. Let's get back into the chat where I left off. Kimberly G says, I have to check out your channel. What do you mean, Kimberly G? You're on my channel. <laughs> what do you think you are right now? Ipulazi says, only 20 minutes behind, making great time. Yeah, absolutely. And please, again, smash that like button if you will. We got 66 people hanging out on YouTube. We got a few people hanging out on Odyssey. And we, of course, got uh, <laughs> King Kane Rumshki hanging out over on Rumble saying, what about doing TikTok videos? Any interest? No. TikTok is, I will say, I honestly believe it is the most evil of all the social media platforms. Because that platform has gotten down to a T how to get to any of the addictions that you might have. Some people are actually addicted to cat videos, dog videos, etc. Like they can't put it down. It's so bad. Because the way that TikTok works is that if your eyes even linger for an extra second or two, all of a sudden your feed gets filled in with that kind of content. Oh, I think I think TikTok is evil. Not just because it's run by the 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 CCP or at the very least influenced by the CCP, the data is going to the CCP, but I just think that the actual platform itself is just downright evil. I think that, you know, as great as a lot of the videos that get posted there are from from the comedic channels and things like that, I think that the number of people who are being brainwashed from that, I mean, the the LGBTQ stuff is very prominent on that platform. Uh, So the brainwashing going on is just insane. And, And just there's a lot of just pure moral degradation as well. So, uh... No, I, I, I did it for a while. I tried to make some videos. I did some movie reviews, short movie reviews, tried to do that, uh, that on TikTok as well. I just, I was like, no. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm done with, with all the major social media platforms. You know, the only platforms that I'm still on are Discord, but that's not really social media because that's the actual community of people that are a part already of the Asgardian community. So I don't really count that as the same thing. And then I have my Logos community, but that's also similar uh, to Discord, even less so in a lot of ways but no uh tiktok is i I, th- I think just downright evil let's see in blazing tag to say if there was an announcement of deadpool 3 like this in 2017 i would be excited waiting to see now boom in blazing that's a great point yeah if this announcement had been made years ago right in the, in the wake of infinity war for instance oh yeah uh, this would be just high praises oh man kevin feige everything's gonna be great everything's gonna be awesome but that's not where we are it's 2022. We're in the midst of the MCU. We're in the midst of the, the grand plan of the grand Pooba himself, Kevin Feige. And ultimately, he's going to have a major role to play in, in Deadpool 3. And, and I don't trust him. I really don't. Matt317 says, haven't watched any of Rings of Power or She-Hulk. Good. You, you are saving your time there for sure. Master of Gaming says, what I liked about Free Guy is that the male characters aren't feminized and the female characters are damsels in distress, as in they're both competent. 
Yeah, that was the surprising thing about Free Guy was just, well, not even just that. It was just entertainment, entertainment, right? It was just entertaining. It, it was not trying to push any clear agenda items, and it's refreshing to see that. It has its issues. It's not a perfect movie, but yeah. Kimberly G says, all I know about Rings of Power comes from Gaz, Ari, and uh, Ga- Gary has and Disparu. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've have been having some full panels on, on Friday Night Tights. Which is awesome, but also it means <laughs> it means that I can't jump in. Uh, see, Father Lucas says, sadly, octaves are for the most part gone. Yep, one of the sad results of, of the post-Vatican II era. Soul Assassin, do you think Deadpool 3 announcement is because of the failure of Phase 4? Really, at this point, I don't really have a good... I, I don't think the timing of it is really lining up with anything because this movie's not coming out until 2024. So... If if they were worried about their phase, I, I feel like for that type of connection or that type of correlation, I think it would be very close to, uh, much closer to a, a release of theirs. But remember, Wakanda Forever is not coming out until, what, November? So we're still a ways away from the next major MCU project. Th- there's no way that this is going to help in any way, She-Hulk. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think that's... It's just a random announcement that they're just trying to get, you know. Uh, Keck44, what's going on? Welcome. Uh, Matthew17 just says, quack. <laughs> ah, yes, the duck. Super says, uh, my ring is a power reaction. Don't worry, I was being sarcastic. Ah, good. Good to know. Good to know. Forever Sci-Fi says, Deadpool still have the time travel device from Cable, though. They can play with that. Yes, they could play with that, but I don't trust it in the hands of Kevin Feige. That, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Uh, Blazin says, I think it'll be a multiverse Logan, uh, says uh, Blaze 64 Yeah, I mean, that would make sense to me. That, that would absolutely would, would be sensible for them to do that. But ultimately, I, I don't really care what iteration of the of the character it is because I think that it's going to be poorly executed. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I, I hope that it turns out, you know, this is uh, fully in the control or fully influenced, rather, by the likes of Ryan Reynolds and, and that he is able to, to put in a lot of his own creative talent into the writing of the film and into its its construction, because I think that then there's going to be reason to have some hope. There's going to be some reason to be excited. But that's a big if. That's a big if. And, and I'll bring up the same point again. What recent MCU product, either show or movie, ha- has been good? Ha- has been worthy of one's time? And as I said, I feel like you have to go all the way back. Again, Disney MCU, you have to go all the way back to 2017's Infinity War to get to that point. So don't be surprised if I'm going to be skeptical about this this project that's two years out that's going to have a fully fully functioning MCU, unfortunately, and is going to be under the <laughs> it's going to be under the tutelage of one Kevin Feige. As I said, I've I've got me doubts. I got my doubts. John Tratt says, what do you think about the agreement between the Vatican and China? I only saw thumbnails. Or wait, what's VAC in China? Is that supposed to be the Vatican in China? 
or is that something else? Sorry, I, I need a further context on that one. Emblazon says, we all know Hollywood has no creativity, can't come up with anything original now. Exactly. That's why the only thing that Deadpool 3 could really have, it, have for it is making fun of itself, being self-deprecating. And, and that's something that I think Ryan Reynolds could do a very good job with, not only for his own character, but also with the writing as well. But... See, Matt317 says, As got roasted for that. What did he get roasted for? Oh, about being comic accurate. Ah, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. As I said, I, w- I wasn't able to be on the show on Friday, so I was only able to keep up with it to a, to a certain point. And then I was like, all right, I need to spend some time with, with my wife instead of waiting around. The right news over on Odyssey says you should not be so hard on She-Hulk. The writers only had 40 plus years of source material to draw from. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, it's just it's just like Star Wars. It's, it's just like the Catholic County comment from Star Wars. We had no source material. We had nothing to go off of. It's like, ah, yes, of course. <laughs> there was no game plan. Ah, oh, man. George Lucas didn't give you anything. And Blazon says, supposedly, the bride in She-Hulk was trans. As made a comment about her assets, then Chrissy revealed she is trans. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that's that's crazy. And again, it, it shows you the show is so bad, as you mentioned, Blaze, the show is so bad that you, you even miss that. I, I even miss that. <laughs> that's just how bad it all is. Uh, by the way, Big Raj, thank you for the thumbs up super sticker. I appreciate it. And uh, the old guard, thank you very much for being a member at 11 months now, Army of Asgard. And he says, YouTube cat watcher, says the old guard. There you go. There you go. Abomination over on Odyssey says, what might be really telling is that when there are good shows, even those of us who haven't been following week after week, know what episode was just shown based on what everyone's talking about. But now I have no idea what episode Rings of Power or She-Hulk are up to, even when people bring it up. Yeah, absolutely. And as someone who's actually watching it, I can tell you they all blend together because they're so generic, they're so boring, they're so poorly constructed that they just mesh together. I mean, even though I've got my my issues with the House of the Dragon, and I made those very clear, very unpopular take I had on on episode what was it, episode four. Um, but even that show, there is at least some because, especially of the time leaps that happen between each episode, there's at the very least some continuity, and there's at the very least some uh, differentiation there to be able to follow along and, and and to have some type and form of differentiation. Whereas with Rings of Power and and with She-Hulk, yeah, they're different episodes. Yeah, you have different things technically going on, but ultimately there there really isn't much difference between them. It's just all bad. It's just all bad. Abomination says Odyssey's having a hiccup. Well, that is to be expected. That is indeed to be expected. I wish it wasn't, but unfortunately, it is. And Blazin says, "Heard The Rock is the only movie star he uh, is only the movie star he is because Brendan Fraser wanted him in The Mummy 2. Yeah, I mean, it's from The Mummy 2 that they then did the spinoff of the Scorpion King, and then really, I mean, you can think 
to his early career and some of the earlier films that he had that kind of got the ball rolling on that. But the, the reason why he's a movie star is because of his his persona. Uh, I mean, he's got the WWE and WWE, you know, old school WWF really to thank for that. Vince McMahon to thank for that. Because that's that's the platform that he was able to develop and build that character that got such massive worldwide appeal where eventually he was thought of as someone to be brought in on those projects. And now here he is. Rosie G says here, I also have fatigue of seeing the same handful of actors and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ambrose Chamberpot in the chat, what's going on, says, confirm the She-Hulk bright actress is transgender, at least on Wikipedia. Not surprised by that at all. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but welcome to the channel. Hound3000, what's going on? Hail to you. My hounds are, are fast asleep. Fat Elvis with the prayers, absolutely. Prayers out to Florida. Brian Barn, uh, Brightburn says, Is it crazy that Brian Singer, a monster just like Kevin Spacey, did a better time travel movie than the MCU? I'm not trying to pardon Singer, but Days of Future Past is a great film. Well, that's because you can separate art from the artist. Right? I mean, we could talk about how creepy people like Woody Allen is, but he still has made some really good movies. You you can think about how much of a creep Roman Polanski is, and you can also still recognize, hey, there, there's some good movies there. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, someone can be a complete scumbag and still make a, a good movie, can still be a talented person. Because guess what? Scumbaggery is not just amongst those that are talentless or... You know, it's 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 basically it's like that old adage, right? There's that there's that incorrect perception that when it comes to uh, you know child abduction and things like that, that it's it's mostly strangers. When it's like no, most of the time when it comes to cases of of, of assault abuse, it's actually ninety percent of the time family and people who know the person, right? In the same way, you look you look to you know Hollywood and you look to how many people have been caught doing various things or have been exposed for doing various things and being scumbags, and yeah, e- even very talented people can be scumbags. You know? It's what part of being human is. Just because you happen to have a certain skill or just because you happen to think a certain way doesn't mean that you're immune from having mistakes and for some of those mistakes being <laughs> quite, quite bad. Keely says, same here. Also, you did nothing wrong. Ellen Page is still a woman. Hashtag Ellen Page is a woman. Hashtag Ellen Page. Well, just keep in mind that I, I got off of social media. I, I nuked my social media accounts uh, by choice. So even though I got locked out of my main account, I, I launched the second account of Templar Odin. But ultimately, it was for mental health and, and spiritual health reasons that I, I I needed to get away from it all. You know, I you know some I, some have asked, you know, could, could I maybe... Just have the account, but just sign off of it on my phone or just delete the app and everything. But the problem is, is that when it's in your life in any capacity, in any way, it, it's a problem. It, it, it's something where you might be able to handle social media that way. That doesn't mean that everyone can handle social media that way. And, and for someone like me, I know myself, right? The ancient Greek philosopher, uh, I believe it's Socrates, is accredited with this. But I honestly don't know who actually worded it. But the, the, the quote is, I'm pretty sure Socrates, is know thyself. You have to know thyself. You have to know what your limits are. You have to know what your capacities and, and capabilities are. And, and ultimately, I know that when it comes to social media and just how much of a negative impact it was having on my 
anxiety, how much of an impact it was having on my 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 issues with anger and other things like it. I, I knew I had to get it out of my life for for again, so many reasons. And because I know myself, I know I can't have even just that little bit of access to it. Which is why when people say, oh, it was on the social media platform, I'm like, I wouldn't know. I'm not I'm not going to check Twitter just to see profiles, for instance. I, I I've <laughs> you know, other than the images that people share sometimes on the Discord, things like that, I, I don't look at anything on Twitter. Uh Rosie G, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, again, I think most of the ones that um are in Florida that are that are in the way have been able to evacuate, so thankful for that. Scott McKenzie, what's going on? Thank you for being here. If Lanes, he says, by the time you read this, I'll probably be out of here. Either way, God love you, man. Good night. God bless. God bless you. 748 in the chat. 804 in real life. So as you can see, falling behind like I normally do. Thank you all for hanging out, though, on whatever platform you are watching. Again, smash the rumble button, light up the fire button, and smash the like button. All right, back over on YouTube. Yeah, CCP is always watching you. Absolutely. CCP is a crazy. G Monkey says TikTok is the devil. Waterboy's mom. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I get that reference. Only in this situation, it actually is. Where for her, she would say things like, football is the devil. No. TikTok is is absolutely a, (laughs) it's an evil thing. TikTok also shortens attention spans. Yeah, as someone who teaches uh, high school kids, I can I can tell you that the the TikTok generation has a much shorter attention span than any other generation. Alice McCarthy says, "I'm not addicted to TikTok. I only have three seconds. I only I only have three accounts and make about 14 videos a day." Yeah, Alex, you, you might wanna you might wanna roll back a little bit. It's good to put a little space between uh, yourself and social media. Again, know yourself, know your own limits, but have limits. Scott McKenzie says, I know this is a bunny trail, but have you seen Dr. Kreft and Dr. Peterson's chat yet? It was profound and highly recommended. Oh, wait, Peter Kreft and uh, Jordan Peterson had a chat? No, I have not. I love Peter Kreft. Peter Kreft is one of my boys. He's a great uh, modern theologian. I I use a lot of quotes from him, actually, in my classes. Um, So I didn't know that he talked with, with Dr. Peterson, though. I'll have to check that out. I will definitely have to check that out. Let us see. Uh, John Drat says, TikTok is evil, destroying young ladies. It's it's destroying, it's not just destroying young ladies, though. It's destroying young men. Because if you think about the young ladies that it's destroying from, just again, from the LGBTQ stuff, right? Because it's it's heavily affecting them more so than anyone else, um, as a lot of the stats and studies show. But it's also, it's destroying ladies because... There are so many of these trends where these young women especially will degrade themselves for for clicks and for likes. But then it's also destroying young men because young men can become addicted to that content. And, and TikTok, again, if you do have any type of addiction, you need to stay away. Like as far as like social media and stuff, you need to stay away from TikTok. Because if you linger on anything for just even a few extra seconds, guess what? You're going to be fed that consistently in your feed because it, it it knows exactly the kind of content you like because of the algorithms, and it will keep on giving that to you. That's why it's so incredibly important to, again, know oneself 
And to be able to, to have that balance, not, not to be corny, but we're getting to that point in, because uh, again, where we wa- I'm rewatching Cobra Kai, my wife's seeing it for the first time, and, and we've gone through the first, we're now into beginning of season three. Uh, and we only started just like a few days ago, so we're, you know, she's loving it. And uh, a big part of the early seasons, right, is a reminder uh, of the lessons of Mr. Miyagi, and a big part of it was balance, right? We have to have balance. We have to have balance in our lives. And for some of us, we need the the scales to be weighted a little bit differently, right? Some people can handle in short, in short uh, pieces, right? In short spurts, uh, social media and other things like it, right? Some people can do that. Other people can't. Some people need just to, to cut it out completely. And I'm one of those persons. Because I, I know that I could not function with it. Uh, Jacob, all I see is it's a, a talk about Jurassic World. Uh, did Jurassic World Dominion or not every said it did? I'm reading it all the articles. Oh, wait, are we talking about uh, the, the, the box office of whether or not it crossed a billion? I know, I think Deadline did an article about it breaking a billion dollars. I go by the places like the numbers and box office mojo, though, because those are the official numbers. So just because an article is posting it, typically they are either going to be using, they might be using a reliable source, but there's like, to my knowledge, there are two main uh, sources of box office data collection. And I believe the numbers uses something slightly different than uh, box office mojo. But the, the last time I checked, at the very least, the last time I checked, I... Um, it had been comically barely missing out on the billion. So let me let me try and see. Yeah, as I said, comically, comically. So this is the numbers. This is how comic it is, guys. 999.96 million dollars. So I can I can see I can see why some people might be writing articles about, hey, it made a it made billion dollars. Yeah, if you round up. But we got to be precise here. <laughs> and I just love, I love how there are still some people that are, that are triggered by this. Because the, the movie's still so bad. But just to be fair, let's see if, uh, let's see maybe if, if box office, I hate using box office mojo because IMDb just screwed it up when it, when it got bought out. But let's see if we have got different numbers for that. So you see, note how they have different numbers here, right? $997 million. So I'm going with the one that has the highest number. Again, according to this, not officially yet. Now, some of those sites might be saying, oh, well, this doesn't account for the Monday numbers, which have pushed it over the edge. And that very well could be true. I just, to me... I just think it's it's just it's just so funny. Um, and yeah, by IMDb, it's by extension Amazon because Amazon owns IMDb, and therefore, you know, Box Office Mojo is owned by Amazon. But basically, the reason why it's IMDb though, because keep in mind when you have giant corporations that own a lot of things, you have basically these uh, you have the giant corporation overhead, and then you have these smaller level groups. So if you look to Box Office Mojo, you don't see 
Amazon promotion, you see IMDb Pro promotion. So that's the reason why I, I mentioned it in that way specifically. But yeah, it's it's comically close. It's just it's just fu- it's just fun now at this point. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says Disney could make a movie about Jesus and claim they have no source material to work from. Yep. And to be honest, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they ever try to do that <laughs> because they're, they're evil. Father Lucas says, trans, you mean like the Trans-Siberian Railway? I was thinking more about the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That, that's the only kind of trans thing that I am in support of. Uh, Thanatos says, you should do a comparison between Rings of Power and the miniseries Shogun and the Thorn Brides and Noble House. They are all big budget and multi-play. So here's the problem, though. If you mean to do a like a box office or to do a numbers breakdown, it's impossible because we would need to have official numbers. And, and here's the issue too. In the modern day of modern age of streaming, there really is no good way and good metric to give monetary value to a streaming show because you can't really show. I'm sure that the companies have algorithms that show this, but it's hard to quantify. Okay. How many, because ultimately it comes down to subscriptions, right? How many new subscriptions did you receive because of this specific show? How many subscriptions were kept because of this specific show? But how many subscriptions were lost? These are all factors that are, again, almost impossible to track because even though Amazon can track how many new subscribers they get, etc., they can make assumptions based off of where those new subscribers, what they're watching, but it's much harder to say how many people have you retained because of a show. And so, therefore, when it comes to shows and miniseries, you, you might be able to do a ratings comparison. But e- even then, it, it's just it's just not even fair at that point. Kimberly G says, Team Sauron, uh, Master of Gaming, White Bird, a wonder story got pulled a month before it was supposed to come out. I was looking forward to that movie. I actually had never even heard of that, so I guess it, it, it says a lot about what, what I know or what, what I don't know. Um, yeah, Abomination, you didn't tag me in this, but it's completely true. Subscriptions are the ultimate cover for scams. Yeah, it, it, it is the best idea that um, when it comes to these giant corporations that got into the streaming wars a little bit later, I think they recognize how great of an opportunity it would be for them. And they were very, very smart to jump in on it because, yeah, they were able to say, okay, now we can throw a lot of money at projects and we can take whatever numbers and metrics we get and spin them in whatever way we need to to make it look like something is doing better than what it actually is. For sure. Father Lucas says, uh, Nathi uh, Satan, it is Socrates quoting what was written on the temple in Delphi, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I knew Socrates was connected in some way. Uh, Elsid Barrett, what's going on? Says, my first live stream, big fan. Thank you, man. I appreciate you hanging out, and thank you for joining. Uh, Accidental Taurus, what's going on? Yeah, it is definitely uh, <laughs> a complete waste. Uh, Matt317, very happy about Peter Craft. Yeah, Peter Craft is great. Rosie G, absolutely. Peter Craft is phenomenal. Uh, Scott McKenzie, Kreft, and Peterson on Daily Wire on YouTube podcast. Daily Wire has a uh, half an hour more and best part. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So that, that must be it's it's new. As I said, I because I recently got off of social media, it means that now um, the updates that I typically have off for most apps 
because I really tried to limit my phone use as much as I can. Um, it, it means that I'm not as aware of when new things come out. So that is something, oh yeah, I'm going to, right now, uh, again, random tangent. Yeah, but right now I'm actually listening through a debate between uh, Brother Peter Di- uh, Demon or Diamond and Jeff Casman Kass- about sedevacantism. It's fascinating. Um, I-, I am not supportive of the sedevacantist position, but in this debate, I will say, at least at this point, I'm not even like a third of the way through, uh, br- Brother Peter is is doing a much better job arguing his point. Uh, but I will definitely, Kraft and Peterson will probably be on and added to that list. I might even start that um, because I, I do have Daily Wire, so I can access the full thing. Father Lucas says, Kraft is good, but Fezzer is better. Oh, yeah, I've been reading some of, of Fezzer's, uh, com- um, some of his works on uh, on Aquinas because I'm working through with my classes the five ways of Aquinas right now. And so I'm actually reading through his breakdown, his summaries of of the five ways. And they're they're actually very, very helpful. Um, let's see, Aspicar, the tag to say, I basically use TikTok to lip sync songs to provide a positive place as well as make my YouTube review videos and watch Christian videos. Yeah, again, and again, Alex, I'm not trying to, as I said, just, you know yourself better than I do. So whatever is going to be, uh, well-balanced and, and healthy for you, you're going to be the ultimate judge of that. All I know is I couldn't do <laughs> what you're doing. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to, to handle it, uh, mentally. Uh, Exameetable, what's going on, Exameetable? Garrett of Wessex, what's going on? Hail to you, thank you for being here. Um, Let us see. Father Lucas says, yeah, according to what I saw, and that was not much, people are rooting for Sauron now. <laughs> oh, man. And, and yeah, we don't even know who the real Sauron is at this point. I mean, there's a lot of speculation as far as who could be Sauron. Uh, the last episode kind of made it clear that the uh this this elf character this dark elf character is not i mean I, I thought that was pretty straightforward just from him being a dark elf then again it's not like amazon cares about the source material anyway so <laughs> who knows but yeah it's it's comically bad how they're trying to basically in all of the different storylines and story arcs that they have they're trying to establish a potential person to be sauron <laughs> And that's like the most interesting thing. The most interesting thing. But I think Gary had mentioned that next episode is when there might be a volcano. Or um, at the very least, I remember him. I remember hearing him say something about the key that was was being talked about. Or that the the maybe it was, was it a key? Or maybe it was the sword that is a key. And basically it's a key to turn on a volcano or something. Oh yeah. I <laughs> can't wait. Oh, oh yes! Turn on that volcano, baby. Let, let's burn. Let's burn the show. Show everything else uh, within it to the ground. At this point in time, seriously, Tina says I'm Team Sauron and Team Orc, and Team the Sea is always right. <laughs> yes. Oh, that quote is so funny. Yeah, the sea oh is always right. It's like what? What in the world did you just say? Oh, my goodness gracious. I will say, though, uh, shout out to the Salty Nerd podcast. They have been killing it on Saturday mornings. Uh, I I was lucky enough to be a guest on the show, um, on their Saturday show, and talk about Rings of Power the last weekend. 
I was not able to this weekend because I had the chosen stream, but this coming weekend, I, I should be able, I, I believe that we're still having it uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, I should be able to be on it, and uh, that that should be a very, very fun discussion. Um, but yeah, shout out to Salt in Your Podcast. They're awesome. A great group of guys. They are willing to work with you, um, and just, again, they're just, they're just good, good people. So just shout out to Matthew Kadish, and, and shout out to, to Matt Vader, and to everyone else who's a part of the Salty Nerd crew because it's just been it's been awesome to do that. It's been a lot of fun. And I was sad that I couldn't make it the last uh the last time, but I was happy to be with my chosen. Shout out to my chosen. We had a, a lot of fun this past weekend. If you missed this chosen stream, you can still check it out. The the link to it's still live on the Discord, and you can also find it in podcast form as well. And I posted that in the Discord and on locals too. Let's see. Mark says, I got my Punisher Blu-ray. Thanks. No problem, dude. Yeah, glad to hear that I got through. I think all the things that were being sent have been sent. The only thing I'm waiting on is Curzilla. I haven't seen you in the live chat, and I haven't seen you in the comment section after the fact, but Curzilla, you still need to email me about where to send uh, Hell or High Water. So if anyone sees Curzilla, tell them, hey, you still need to email Odin so that he can send you uh, the movie that you want. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Alex McCarthy says, breaking news, Chris Jericho to play a wizard in Rings of Power and Deadpool 3. Well, he is a wizard, but he's not just a wizard, Alex. He's also the Ocho. Don't you know? He he just won his eighth world title, and now he's calling. I love, too, how Chris Jericho's mind works, because you could just see him. His wheels are spinning, and when, once he recognizes that he has he has said something that's worth holding on to he does it so just randomly he he, he's, he just mentions right that it's going to be his eighth title and he says like the he says it's going to be his you know the ocho and then all of a sudden he like holds on to that and then just says ocho a thousand times over and it's great it's it's just so funny it's so great Let's see. Abomination over on Odyssey. Thank you for tagging. Again, if you have a comment or a question on whatever platform you're on, put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin, and lets me know you're trying to get my attention. Abomination says, Rings of Power is like it was made using whose line is it anyway game? Scenes from a hat. Just taking scrap paper with random ideas from a hat and pretend it's a script. That is a great explanation. Uh, an equally good explanation, Abomination, would be what we found in one of the seasons of South Park when they were making fun of how Family Guy came up with its ideas, where it's a giant, what was it, a giant tank of manatees, and there's a bunch of random ideas, and whatever ideas the manatees run into, <laughs> that's, that's what they put into the show. Uh, that's, that's pretty much what's going on. So both of those, I think, are very good uh, comparisons and explanations as to how we're getting the, the story or the lack thereof uh, <laughs> of an actual story uh, when it comes to that specifically. Oh, it's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Super says, which one is better? The sea is always right or rocks only face downward? Oh, I see. I will say something else must have been going on because I think I missed the the rocks only face downward line. Um, I do remember, though, the <laughs> putting the hand on the rock and says, you must swear an oath by the mountain. I love how they're all it's amazing to me how it seems at least that they've made all of the dwarves Scottish is what I'm getting from that. I'm, I'm no expert on accents, but it seems Scottish. And then all of the Harfoots are Irish. 
the elves or the English. I don't know who the Welsh would be, but I'm assuming that they'll have to be a part of it at some point. Um, maybe, maybe the humans, I guess, but the humans sound sound British as well or sound English as well. So uh, it's just such a bad show. Like that's the kind of stuff that I pay attention to. It's like, oh, these are all seemingly Irish people. The the Harfoot scene when when they're talking about. Oh, yeah, remember when we left this person behind? And then we're cheer. You know, we will never leave you behind. It's so stupid. But basically, the only line in the show that I actually enjoyed was when one, was one of the Harfoots said, he's like, oh, yes, he was just an Egypt. And I'm like, uh, Egypt, uh, that, that is a, an Irish expression I know of. <laughs> it's, it's a great line. But, oh, man. Yeah, the the writing definitely definitely not a strong suit. Let's see, Jacob. Uh, he didn't tag, but he put Odin in all caps. So I'll I'll give you credit for this one. It says, "I just saw Hoop Dreams for the first time last night on YouTube. It was a good documentary. Did you ever see it? What do you think? I've not seen it. Uh, I've heard of it, but have not had much interest in it. Yes, Chris Jericho absolutely is the man. Uh, Tina, I have I have to read this. It just why is the sea always right? Why does a rock look downwards? Why is there a tempest inside of her? Who is Sauron? All these questions will be answered in season five of Rings of Power. Exactly, Tina. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you know what? Th- that's how you know it's a bad show, too, because this is the only way that we have fun with it. And when I was, when I was talking, giving my shout out to the Salty Nerd podcast and the Salty Nerd crew, Matthew Kadish. That's been the only fun I've had with this show is is us talking about it. We we had a whole thing two weeks ago where we talked about the 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 trench that they were building, and we built this whole sto- we we built this whole fake storyline about the trench. We then got into the tree that they had to chop down. You know the one that the 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 elf right had to put his hand on. Like ah oh, yes, we connect. You know his his name is Jeff the tree. Rest in peace, Jeff. But that's what we had to do. We literally had to just make crap like that up just to keep ourselves sane and and to be entertained by it. You know? that That's how bad it is. But you know what? At the very least, there are some positives because, hey, we're having fun uh, trashing it. At the very least, you know? You, you got to find something positive in it. I guess, you know, going back to you know, the news that we started off the show with before we uh, get close to ending things with Deadpool 3's announcement... And the announcement of Hugh Jackman returning as Wolverine, right? There's definitely some good to be to be gone from that, right? There's there's some potential. There's some things that could be exciting. But there are some concerns. Trying to keep ourselves grounded in in reality of what the current state of, of Hollywood is, you know? Super says a dog can bark at the moon, but he cannot bring it down. I'm still trying to figure out what that means too. <laughs> Yes. You know what? These one-liners, though, are so profound. I honestly think they should be put on shirts because uh, I think people would be just as confused. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. I want the C is always right on a shirt. In fact, I think, uh, Tina, w- weren't you and Steph talking about like doing some fun like shirt ideas? or so? I think just someone should probably at some point do like the C is always right. And then just have a promotion for, for their channel or for their show, (laughs) just because the connection would make as much sense as the actual quote itself. (laughs) And then guess what? It would get people saying, Hey, 
What does that mean? Great question. Check out my channel instead. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Right News tagged over on Odyssey to say TikTok is not as evil as Amazon for what they have done to Tolkien and Robert Jordan's universe. I'm pro-life, but would uh, be, let's just say, uh, killing these shows. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think there's a level of evil in all of it. The only reason why I would go with TikTok being a little bit more is because to think about the number of people corrupted by that specific platform, you know, Amazon, it's 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 committing atrocities by what it's doing to the works of, of these of these great writers, but it's not corrupting nearly as many minds as something like TikTok would. So Anyway, I, I know that it probably wasn't the point of what, <laughs> of what you were saying, because I totally agree that Amazon is doing some uh, just terrible things. It reminds me of another South Park episode where it's the one with Indiana Jones and and basically Indiana Jones being treated in a certain way by George Lucas and, and Steven Spielberg and uh, not not a pleasant image in one's mind. But that's essentially what they're doing, you know, and it's it's sad. It really is. Uh, Meatball, to say, who is your favorite glass artist if you have one? Is there something about me that would indicate that I'm into glass? I have nothing against it. I just, I don't, I don't have a glass artist. Super says, speaking of Irish Harfoots, did you see those amazing articles Disbrew and just some guy found the Irish Times calls Rings of Power out? Ooh, good. Glad to hear that. Deserves to be called out. Rosie G says the Irish are really mad that they gave those agent Harfoots a bad a bad Irish brogue. They've written about it and uh, how they how insulted they are. Oh, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. I mean, when when you offend the Irish, you, you should be able to reckon. <laughs> At that point, if if you haven't recognized, because how often I don't know of the Irish being offended often. So when even the Irish are offended, I feel like at that point, I mean, it's not like a typical group that gets offended by everything. It's the Irish. I feel like that should be an ultimate sign to them of, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should, uh, <laughs> maybe we need to rethink things. Maybe we need some, uh, some better direction here. Maybe we need to, to get ourselves on the, on the uh, right track. Uh, Jacob, again, just put at Odin next time. Again, uh, the members who are members can put just Odin at the beginning because they're members, but uh, put at Odin. It's just common con, common courtesy there. Uh, what do you think of DC Super Pets? Haven't seen it. Have no interest in it whatsoever. Father Luke is saying to shout at me. Don't shout at me. But we are, we are wrapping things up. So these last comments, we got Meatball saying, no, I'm a glass artist myself and always curious to see other people's favorite artists. Oh, nice. Very cool. That's a very interesting uh, profession. I'm definitely intrigued by it for sure. My wife was able to, I think she was able to, uh, with her mom, was able to go to like one of those like glass, uh, glass uh, blowing classes and such. And yeah, it's a very, I, I've seen it before. I've gone to, uh, it was one of the uh, like original colonies things where like one of the things that they had to try to bring you back was they had like a, a glass glass making uh stand or not a stand but like a glass making forge basically and it was really interesting to to see it all play out that's like my only actual experience with seeing it up front but anyway with that being said those are all of the comments 
And uh, yeah, those are all the comments. So uh, before we head out, if you could please smash that like button, light up the fire button, and smash the rumble button if you're watching over there as well. It would really mean a lot. Kimberly G says, we Irish are usually laid back uh, and are the butt of many jokes. Don't make us mad, please. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I personally, as someone who is also Irish, um, but it's less because of me being Irish and more so for being me, for me being Catholic. I get more offended about like St. Patrick's Day, just being completely um, just, in my opinion, just disrespected by by the nonsense that happens on, on St. Patrick's Day. When people say St. Patty's Day, I get so like if there's there's a few things that trigger me. That's one of the things that, that triggers me. But that's more because of my Catholic heritage and less because of my Irish heritage. Um, but yeah, when you are offending the Irish you, you do start to recognize, or you should start to recognize, yeah, you know, maybe we need to actually, uh, you know, maybe we need to actually start doing some uh, some better things, some better ideas. Physics Channel, Kenny Lee, what's going on, man? He came in right at the end. Anyway, thank you all so very much for being here. This has been a lot of fun talking about a lot of things. So, again, general uh, recap. Hey, Deadpool 3 gets Hugh Jackman back. I- I'm mixed on it. I-, I think that Logan was a great ending for it. I think that it should be retired. I would. I want them to be able to find a, a new, uh, if they're going to do anything with Wolverine, to find a new Wolverine, um, which I'm sure is one of the reasons why they did this, is because they're having trouble, and so they're like, hey, let's throw a lot of money at Hugh Jackman to come back, because we, we need you. But also, ultimately, this is going to be MCU's Deadpool, and I, I don't trust Kevin Feige, I don't trust Disney's MCU to do, be able to do a good job with it. So, um, we have that. We didn't really talk a lot about the Woman King this evening, but um, I did mention earlier that the Woman King does seem to be winning the PR battle, um, does seem to be winning what I would describe as being the, uh, the <laughs> let's just say, the propaganda battle. Though, some good news... The Monday numbers are in. Don't worry, Darling got first. Avatar re-release got second. The Woman King got third. So, there you go. Woman King did get second for the weekend, even with the adjusted numbers, but still, very impressive there. But the Woman King, yeah. The fact is, this movie had a decent hold from week one to week two. And that, to me, tells me that at the very least amongst domestic American audiences, people are willing to buy the propaganda and to buy the nonsense and uh all we can do all we can do is try to get the actual history out there hope that it wakes enough people up to the truth and see what we can do from there try and change hearts and minds to the very best that we can uh as tina mentioned she and steph do have their own show that they do on typically on fridays so go check them out soup to nuts she just posted the link in the chat so uh, go ahead and do so uh, and uh, check them out and give them some love and some support. Uh, anyway, thank you all so very much for being here this evening. This has been a ton of fun. Definitely a much more fun stream than than usual. So that's all because of y'all. So seriously, thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for y'all being here and for putting up with my random ADD uh, brained nonsense and for, for being awesome. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I'm going to go have some, some sweets because I, I need some sweets. Probably going to watch some if my wife's my wife's a little sick, too. So keep her in your prayers. Nothing too serious, but I will see if she's up to watch maybe a little bit of Cobra Kai. Um, and uh, yeah. Also, by the way, I'm not really big on birthdays. So um, because I'm especially off of social media, um, I'll just end it with this. But tomorrow's my birthday. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, as always, God bless.
And now for a huge shout out for all of my September Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. Starting off with my Patreon members, Chris from the 80s, that's his YouTube channel, Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Jeff Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Orange High Reviews, you can also find on YouTube by the same name, Rosetta Allen, YouTube's name is Eagle Rider, Stan Andrian, and Miss Martin Muses, and that is her YouTube channel. Thank y'all very much for supporting me over on Patreon. Also, for all my Subscribestar peeps, Matt317, that's his Twitch channel name, support him there, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Ron, The Beer Guru, and ZK-Man. Thank you, K-Man, as well, and you can find him at xtheboundaries.co, and thanks to all of my Subscribestar members. And lastly, to my Locals members, Locals has definitely been hopping a lot more recently. Uh, shout out to Miss 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 Minnesota hockey fan. How about a hockey player? UAB Mad Dog. Mad Dog? UAB Mad Dog. Mike Jackson for the win. Brett D90 and the amazing lawyer Robert Barnes. Thank y'all for supporting me over on Locals. And an extra special shout out to newer members Joey Horn, who is back once again, and the Empress of the Universe, Tina be. And if you want your name shouted out vocally at the end of every single live stream and video, make sure that you support me over on Patreon, Subscribestar, or Locals, and you can find out more information about it on those websites, and check out the top link in the video description below if you want to find out more about how to get that, access to podcasts that I do with John the Flick Flickinger, and also how to be featured on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream, which I do once a month with my Chosen of Valhalla members, and it's always a lot of fun. Anyway, that's going to be it for me today. You guys all have an amazing rest of your day. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Beautiful people, and as always, God bless.